and gentlemen, I'm Brian. And this is Dave. And this is Preview with the Prior. The show where we speculate about the upcoming episode of Better Call Saul. Often incorrectly. Hope everybody's having an awesome day. It is uh, just a few days uh, before episode 406 of Better Call Saul. I'm kind of excited, Dave. I checked my email. I saw we got the preview episode or the... Yeah, yeah. The screener episode, so excited. I'll be sending that to you shortly. A uh, couple notes. Uh, last night, we went to a pizza place in Chicago. We rode together. And yes, we did. We did. Periscope on Twitter. And, <laughs> Apparently, and, 75 people have seen that now. <laughs> really? Oh, awesome. So so now I'm just going to randomly Periscope, Periscope on Twitter. Okay. Just, just randomly when you and I are together. I like it. So I guess I guess I got for it. Maybe I'll even periscope our next band practice. I'll say maybe maybe that maybe that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So awesome. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna do our typical preview with the prior thing, and we will let you folks on to your normal daily lives. But please note that when the credits roll Monday on episode four oh six, your attendance is mandatory to listen to our podcast. Sure. Mandatory, Dave. Yeah. Which is the name of my new ska band, Mandatory Dave. Mandatory Dave. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Attendance is Mandatory. All right. Thank you, Wisconsin. We're Mandatory Dave. <laughs> I think Attendance is Mandatory would look a lot better on a marquee. It would. Oh, man. That'd be great, right? <laughs> You'd at least pull in the, like, uh, like at least a very, like, submissive crowd. Yeah, right. The susceptible, I, I the susceptible yeah. to uh, influence crowd. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so we might as well, uh, what do you want to do first? You want to do listener correspondence, or do you want to kick it off with uh, brief ep- episode pred- predictions, Dave? Let's get right to the correspondence. All right, Dave, roll the jingle. Listener correspondence. All right, so we didn't do this last week, so we're going to attempt to go back and uh, have a, uh, we're, attempt- we're going to go attempt to go back in time a bit. And just get knock out some of the listener correspondence that we might not have gotten to since a couple weeks ago. How's that sound, Dave? I was thinking the same thing, and I might have went back too far, but I'm not sure. Let's just let's see. Let's see what happens. I didn't really put anything in order, so. Okay. You know yeah. what? I'm just going to start with August. Nope. You know what? I'm going to start with August 28th. Are you ready? Which one's that? Uh, well, the first one I... I have from August 28th is Danny Goodman on Twitter. So we'll start off with Twitter. So these are all Twitter people for, so Danny Goodman on Danny. Yeah. Danny Goodman on Twitter says, uh, he posts a picture of CC mobile and he says, hello, inflatable for the roof. He needs traffic, man. I think we kind of briefly touched on that. Yeah, we, yeah. That, that that's a good point. Maybe that's where the statue of Liberty inflatable Mabob comes from. I'm down with that. Yeah. I don't think I was at first, but I am now. He talked me into it. Yeah, I mean, I it, it seemed like now that I look at that frame of that episode, it definitely seems like they were trying to portray that something is missing. Yeah, or just he's missing. he's looking at the space and his brain is a churning. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, J- Jen Kirkman's sense of humor uh, is the Twitter listener who bought the Bavarian boy off of eBay. Nice. And, and uh, they said, I got a watching buddy for tonight's episode back on August 27th. And I just think that's awesome <laughs> that she bought that. That's so cool. So cool. He or she, I don't know. I, I tend to think it's a guy, but then it's Jen Kirkman's sense of humor. So maybe it's Jen Kirkman writing. And, so and only she. her sense of humor has a Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, so, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> only her sense of humor does. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what keeps you yeah. from getting like political and serious and depressing and attention grabbing. And you just put your sense of humor mm-hmm. on Twitter, right? Yeah, my yes, well right. done. I uh, I did not mean to assume Jen Kirkman's sense of humor gender identity. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, Robert DeVoe says uh, back then. Mike wasn't building a sidewalk. He was building the footings for a playground stru- structure that Stacy talked about earlier in the series. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Fine. Fine. I like to think that <laughs> I like to think that young Mike, for whatever reason, was just building a block of concrete. But, but whatever, dude. If you want to use logic and yeah. context clues, I guess we can go ahead and yeah. Do if that. you want, if you want to use episode recall, what I was thinking was that he's building a concrete structure for 
on which he can put his artistic graffiti because he is Banksy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jonathan Banks is Banky. Banks. <laughs> he was training Maddie. That's what it was. It was a training device for Maddie because, you know, Maddie put his name into it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, you start here with a stick in the concrete. Eventually, mm-hmm. you work up to like, you know, spray paint hands on the side of a train. Mm-hmm. And then all the way up to uh, installing an entire sticker on a building wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On uh, August 30th, I tweeted from our Nothing Important podcast handle that an old dude just hobbled past me in the airport and crop dusted me. And uh, game recognized game. Hashtag respect. I just wanted to give that guy props. He, he, was, <laughs> he was very confident in his ability to walk past and fart in my face while his ass was that. <laughs> and uh, like I said, game recognized game. Game recognized game. You got to give props where props is due. So yes. big ups, old guy. Big ups. You, you Look. got me on that one. Though technically that's not listener correspondence. That's just the host saying things he's already tweeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just me reading Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> reading fucking Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, September 3rd, Matt. <laughs> it was just Matt, which is awesome. But his handle's at Lava Lamp on Twitter. Says, I listening to my drunkle ramble about politics is less than listening to you two ramble about a television show that i watch i agree your drunk uncle doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about that is probably yeah that is true (laughs) because when it comes to politics nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about Mm -hmm. indeed just like i said last night i have yet to hear a person sound intelligent debate politics right no one sounds intelligent debating politics ever Ever, ever, ever. All you not do even, is sound not like, even politicians. Not even politicians. All you do is just sound like an asshole. Like right. if you debate politics, you're an asshole. Don't care who you are. All right. Brant says it's gonna be okay, you guys. Thanks, Brant. Thanks, Brant. Means a lot. Not sure what, what that was in reference to. I think that was in reference to we kind of got it a little heavy on the conversation where, you know, even though people are grieving, you know, sometimes you just have to get past it. Right. And I, and I think Brant Brant. Brant Brant was playing along. Tom Detting, who I just realized has the Twitter handled at Thunderchode. <laughs> yes. My favorite. I think that's I think I mentioned before that's my favorite Twitter handle of our of our <laughs> Awesome. He says, Holy shit, the power is back on this week, and that was the best opening so far. Obviously referring to uh Saul Goodman bugging out. Yep. Yeah, he yeah, had problems. He missed the previous episode, which yeah. I Felt kind of bad for, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, poor guy. I we agreed that that was a pretty fantastic opening. Mm-hmm. Very nice, exactly. So Bill Lentil says, uh, "To me, Rex Lynn will always be Agent Travers from Cliffhanger." I I don't know. I'm I'm guessing that's the guy we called Burt Reynolds as he got out of the van. No, that is Kevin or Kevin. I thought it, I thought it was because I, I made the joke about Burt Reynolds and the picture he posted of a guy was with was with a mustache. Let's not speak ill of the dead, Brian. He is deader than hell. He just yeah, as of today, right? Yeah. Yeah, Burt Reynolds died today. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Anthony Piccarelli says, "Haha, jackasses, screw your intro. I'll go make my own with blackjack and hookers." And thanks. Uh, although thanks, Dave. I still looked at my phone, even though I knew what you and Brian were doing. It just went on for too damn long. Funny, funny so, side note. Um, I did not edit that at all. <laughs> yeah. And I on the re-listen of that, I actually counted, and it was a good fifteen seconds, which is probably in the top three longest pauses I've ever done <laughs> on this show. It's probably the one piece of the show you don't edit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's probably the pause. <laughs> and I want to throw in along with that cry at crying Ryan, whose phone died during the pause. Yeah. <laughs> so he sat there forever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome that it worked out like that. So right. moment of silence for his phone battery. Okay. That was a long enough moment of silence. God damn it, Brian. That was 17 seconds. I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to one up the record in honor of <laughs> of Anthony Piccarelli and uh and what's his face's <laughs> cell phone crying battery. Ryan. Crying Ryan's cell phone battery. Crying Ryan. Thank you so much. Uh 
Ryan S. says, hoping to punch a gaping hole in Dave's favorite theory with this. When Saul gives Francesca information for a lawyer, he's giving her the information for Kim. I'm theorizing she's moved on from corporate law to something she finds more meaningful. Defense. So basically what he's saying here is that Kim is not going to die, dude, because the lawyer that Saul gave Francesca's information to is Kim. Yes. So you're so you now agree? Would you like to change your theory? Yeah, that makes sense because he gives her a weird he gives Francesca a weird look when he says Jimmy, like mm-hmm. you know, like almost like that little like twinge of nostalgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and that that's not the only listener to also comment on that. Okay, Mall, yeah, Mall, Mall of America also did. Mall of America brought that up for sure. Yeah, so it's two against one. So you guys win. I'm on board mm-hmm. with it. I like it. I'm still going to say she dies just because I kind of have to at this point. Yeah. I mean, who who changes their opinion based on new information? That's just not the way things work. <laughs> I said right. it. I have to hold on to it. Okay. Clutch it like a corner, cornerstone, baby. Mm-hmm. Clutch it like a cornerstone. Oh, uh, yeah. Stacy on Twitter says, my husband invited his dad and brother over for dinner without thinking about our 8 o'clock date with Better Call Saul. Now I've got to eat my dinner in my room. And be a bad hostess because of priorities. No, you're not a bad hostess. Your husband's an inconsiderate dick. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Your priorities are in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. I think Stacy was on while we were periscoping. Uh, Perhaps she was. Big ups to Stacy. One of of the many, many, many that logged on and then uh, logged off right away. Mm Mm-hmm. So big ups to Stacy, big downs to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and by proxy, her husband's dad. Um, <laughs> Robert DeVoe, who has another funny handle, <laughs> the friendly Rob. Friendly Rob, <laughs> yep. Which is awesome. Um, Jimmy made that magic gesture at the first episode of season one when he checked his messages. He was trying to magically make messages appear. All right, yep. good call. Yep, good got call. us on we, that one. Yeah, we we knew that it was something that he did before, and it mm-hmm. imagine, immediately catches your eye, but it wasn't really sure at what point it was uh, it was done. So good, awesome, good callback. Thanks for letting us yeah. know, man. And that's it, way co- oh, sorry, no, I was just saying that's way cool, and it worked this time. So that's a character arc. Mm-hmm. Indeed, <laughs> character development Pro- right there. Progression, <laughs> magic powers are developing. Kathy K says, uh, I'm in Europe and watching on Netflix. My episode was only 52 minutes long. Did I miss something? Okay, so this kind of confused people. On well, for one, press- screw you for being on Netflix in Europe because you get shit like right away and not 18 months later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was. If it's 52 without commercials, it would be 72. Right, because in, in the press kit, they build it as an extra long episode of Better Call Saul clocking in at 75 minutes. Mm. So I just took it for granted and just watched the show and didn't watch the time on it. So there was actually quite a few people who were like, what are you talking about? I think Brent was one of them. We're like, what are you talking about? This is a normal length episode. And I was thinking, well, perhaps maybe with the commercials, because I, I watched it live too. I caught the end of it live knowing that it was a longer episode so I could push the publish button right as the commercial started rolling. Mm-hmm. So Maybe content-wise, it was probably the same length, but overall time slot-wise, it was 75 minutes. There you go. I'm just saying, in our emails, it said it was a 75-minute long episode. So if you watched it live, you should know how long it was. Right. And I I had a pretty viable, I, I believe it got deleted on Twitter, but my response to that, it was like when a TV show has a very special episode of whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it'll be like tonight on the Golden Girls, uh, Tom Selleck on a very special episode of the Golden Girls, right? And right. stuff like that, right? Yeah. And actually, I will say I took a pretty good dig at Big Bang Theory, too. I was kind of hoping they retweet it because I told uh, I told kids, <laughs> I told kid bops that they sucked and they retweeted it, which is one of the highlights <laughs> of my life. That's <laughs> uh. so awesome. And we've been retweeted by Family Guy before, too, which, nice. which, which is pretty hilarious, but... <laughs> So I tried to diss the Big Bang Theory, and uh, they didn't take the bait. But that's okay. I'm not trolling. 
I just genuinely think that show sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That's not, that's not an attention thing. That's a declarative statement from the bottom of my heart. The Big Bang, <laughs> the Big Bang Theory is exactly as funny as a Dr. Phil cancer episode. Yes. That is how funny the Big Bang Theory is. It's not nerdy. It's nothing. It's, it's about nerd. The Big Bang Theory is a nerdy quote unquote show in the same way that Mr. Ed was really about like horses and animals. Horse it's racing? N- yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. It's uh it's the antithesis of funny and we get it. They fucking like Mark Hamill. Big fucking deal. Who doesn't <laughs> like Mark Hamill, right? Also, they're super <laughs> awkward with women. Yeah. And they use but, big words. Yeah. Yeah. Their prose is quite verbose, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pedantic dicks. <laughs> so we could just add those guys to the list with John Taffer <laughs> as people who will never come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and coincidentally, Burt Reynolds, I'm pretty sure that his, uh, I'm pretty sure I was told that he would never come on our podcast either by his agent. Uh, so the agent turned out to be correct. Indeed. Moment of silence for Burt Reynolds. And that was 20 seconds of silence, <laughs> setting records on preview with a prior. I'm going to chop all these down to like one second. The only way, the only way I would be more satisfied with that 20 seconds, because first off, that was a pretty awesome moment of silence there for 20 seconds for Burt Reynolds. Your the mom only way I would be satisfied with 20 seconds. The, the only way I would be happier with that moment of silence is if. Two people's cell phone died <laughs> during that moment of silence. <laughs> and as we're recording this now, they're still sitting there waiting for me to return. That's the most passive aggressive I could be towards people that listen to us. I'm not even commenting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so Mall of America has informed us... Uh, the meth lab had to be built after the laundry. Local building codes authorities have signed off on an existing laundry facility structure. Too many questions would come up trying to get a laundry facility approved if it's built over an existing high-tech math, meth lab. <laughs> math lab. <laughs> it's a bunch of, bunch of tutors. Uh, high-tech meth lab. Well, did, did, we, did we say that that wasn't the case, or is he just giving us a hard time? Of course I said that was probably the case. Uh. <laughs> because I didn't like think about like realistic situations or like, you know, building codes and contractor, you know, that mm. they would actually like, have to build a foundation for a facility and they would see a high tech meth lab down there. Mm-hmm. You know, plus being Dave. Plus I like mall of America. I think he's a funny guy. And I really just kind of wanted to ruin his joke that was set up over the, <laughs> over a large tweet <laughs> about over the high tech meth lab. But, Right. Uh, no, uh, for sure. Totally. Andy McHappy says, I'm not impressed with Mike's negotiating, negotiation skills. Telling someone that money is no object before they propose a fee is madness. And that's actually a really good point. Kind of. I didn't, I didn't, kind of. What do you mean, kind, kind of? of? That is exactly. Andy McAfee is 100% on, on point with that, and I can't believe I didn't catch that. That seems like something I would have been totally cynical and shitty about. I'm not but, taking a shit on Andy McAfee's theory. I think that is a very, very extremely valid point and 100% correct. Although, mm-hmm. you see that a lot where like this has to get done, and you don't want the price or the budget to affect the job. So you just say you just, it's an open book. Like Do what you have to do. Don't worry about the money because that'll influence your decisions. I'm going to go ahead and say that that only happens in movies and TV. Okay. I'm just saying, I can't imagine in real life, anybody that has money on the line or at stake, just gives somebody a blank check and says, go do this. No matter how rich they are. Pretty sure it happened in Jurassic park. Well, that is a documentary. So, okay. So that's exactly, that's possibly. Okay. So besides, besides the true historical facts that encompass the entire tale, of Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's the only time in history that happened for real. <laughs> Any other time, it's never happened. You can think that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, mo- that that aspect of movies and TV is a reflection of real life, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, John Simonson says, uh, I got a kick out of who liked this post from Cinnabon, and 
It's uh, from the Cinnabon Twitter, a picture of them having uh, making this crazy Cinnabon d- dessert sandwich thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like by none other than Saul Goodman. See? <laughs> so, so, so Saul Goodman has a Twitter handle. He's real. The whole show's he's- real. That stuff does happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Prove my theory right. Yeah. M.H. Duncan says, I'm going to do a weekly podcast of me yelling through the speakers that uh, it's a good man podcast as they ramble off track down the wrong road and into a briar patch. And all I ask is that you allow us to be guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will also yell at us. Like, like we should do, we should do the podcast podcast where we do pretty much the same thing about our podcast. The podcast. Uh, name, that's a little too meta for me, but we'll, we'll name it. Um, better than M.H. Duncan's podcast. Right. The M.H. Duncaner. <laughs> mh duncan podcast wow that was like 24 seconds man i'm just setting records all over that's great i'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and award myself five points for that man, uh, we don't do just, points there's no point system in pop i am a trendsetter okay here we go uh, so thank you everybody on Twitter. Wait, um, I had a couple. I had a couple. Okay, go for it, Dave. Aaron Taylor's the shining reference of Jimmy bouncing the ball off the wall. Mm-hmm. That's totally oh. something I I do when I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I just like I the fact no- that he threw the shining in there. Yeah. Actually, well, all I'm- of my unread tweets are from Aaron Taylor. So you must hate Aaron Taylor. Why do you hate Aaron Taylor, Brian? I don't know. He he, he said I was dumb and I couldn't read good. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said I said like a lot. <laughs> and uh said i ramble and i go off and he called me polarizing and, and it just hurts <laughs> did he call us call you polarizing i'm sure he did at some point <laughs> i don't think he specifically mentioned it but but uh i think he said you were polar me. icing i think he saw you at the gas station getting a polar ice oh you were, you were polar icing well that <laughs> <laughs> well, then he needs to stay out of my personal affairs and quit. Bla- put him. He doesn't need to put me on blast. <laughs> polar blast. Pol- um, yeah, he doesn't need to put me on polar blast. <laughs> so, three more, three more observations from Aaron Taylor. One uh-huh. is Nacho uses the vacuum guy to escape. Yeah, awesome. I didn't write these down word for word. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Um. So I think that's a pretty solid theory. Leading up to when Walter and Jesse take him to the desert, and he's like, "It was Ignacio." You know, mm-hmm. that could be something to do with him escaping, so they're looking for him or something. Mm-hmm. So, props. I hope we do see the vacuum guy again, or at least allude to him again. Yeah. Also, Aaron Taylor says HHM helps Kim with Mesa Verde, because there's really no use for Chuck or HHM without Chuck. But ah. screw that theory, because we love Howard. But yeah. maybe, and I think we've discussed this before, or maybe I brought it up before from this tweet. That maybe Kim recruits HHM to help with the Mesa Verde because she's so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Which would then make her a big corporate lawyer and the theories on the opening scene from last week make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Look at that. And the third yeah. one is that the letter mentions Jimmy Chuck's letter. Mm-hmm. It mentions Jimmy helping HHM. So he thinks it was written in the mailroom mm. while Jimmy was in the mailroom. Maybe like, yeah, he, like right after he got his degree or something. And that was like a yeah, congratulations it, it, letter. And just held on to it all these years? Never really. That's That was a popular theory was that he wrote it, you know, a long time ago when he actually was proud of his brother. Mm. And uh, well, just, just yeah, he never gave it to him because Jimmy's always messing up. It's like you can't find that window to slip it uh, in there. That's, uh, I just get keep it. screwing up, you know? Uh, yeah, tragic. As Paula Abdul once said, Takes one step forward and two steps back. That's true. That's true. She did say that. Her and a big talking cat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, it was at Icebergs. The word was another one about. Oh, we already covered that. that one out. of my one of my top five uh, favorite music videos, by the way, is uh, Paula Abdul. Two step forward, or one step forward, two step back. Opposites attract. Uh, they do. They do. Uh, Matthew Levely says that he believes that one of the guys in the in the uh, the montage at the hot dog stand was uh, the monkey guy from Bruce Almighty, which is nice. <laughs> the guy who had a monkey come out of his ass. And uh, Matthew Levely at 3.29 p.m. today says, you guys killed Burt Reynolds. 
Damn it. <laughs> I was thinking that, too, because we mentioned him on the show, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, but he lived the life, man. He, he, he kind of did. did things his own ways. You know, he gained fame and had a sweet mustache. The man had it all. He's terrible at Jeopardy. He's terrible at Jeopardy. Terrible at Jeopardy. Turd Ferguson, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's funny because he had a hat. Right. So... Well, it was the big, it was the big oversized hat. A, big, a moment of silence for Burt Reynolds' big oversized hat. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Dude, <laughs> right, let's just go right to uh, iTunes reviews. So yeah, we said that if we get ten new iTunes reviews, we'll release a song, an original song of our band. Yeah. Uh huh. So we have four. <laughs> since we said that. Nice. Okay. Um. Daniel Bronstein, five-star review. Yeah. The title of the review is, I'm just writing this for the song. Nice. Okay. Sweet. And the review says, Sweet. give the people what they want, all in caps. So he means it. Awesome. Also, great cast. Thank you. Okay. Your observation skills are lacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Araladian. 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 I don't know. A-R-A-L-A-E-D-A-N. R-L-A-D-A-N. Five stars, very good discussion. But please stop inserting the word like in every sentence. Thanks for the podcast. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're and a straight, straight shooter, and I can't fault you for it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty funny, though. It was not intentional that the very next cast we did was how much we liked the episode and ended up saying like like 100 more times like I just did. Right. And uh, <laughs> I must have cut out us saying like 25, 30 times. And it was still mm-hmm. too much. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll I, work on it. Maybe we won't. You know, I know that Dave and I are big time, big time podcasters. <laughs> and uh, we have we have an audience that spans literally dozens of people. Dozens of acres. And, right. It, however, we could fall into the traps and vocal tics, such as saying, um, and mm-hmm. like. And I think it's important to remember that. Dave and I volunteer our time <laughs> and makes the sacrifices to do this podcast. So I'd appreciate <laughs> I'd appreciate a little goddamn respect. <laughs> from iTunes users. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. Do you, Dave? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't okay. think it's disrespectful. No. In, in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, in case you haven't noticed, Dave and I are very aware of our flaws. We're very self-aware. And I think the most important thing that anybody that listens to us should remember is that at any given time, Dave and I have no clue what the hell we're doing. Right. right. At any given moment, <laughs> just just assume we're like jellyfish just floating along <laughs> And hopefully we don't get eaten by a whale or some shit. We, we are literally and figuratively winging it. Yes. Quite clueless. Right. Quite clueless. Indeed. It, it's, yeah, it's like a cat that watches a cuckoo clock. <laughs> so we just sit there and, and our heads go back and forth and sometimes we make a noise. And it's not even really ever in reference to anything. It's not signaling or anything. It's just kind of. like it just kind of happens however we do appreciate you guys listening to us and uh your critiques we really do yeah we'll we'll, we'll, you know we'll work on it we'll work on it long story short we'll work on it i'm trying sorry we sorry we suck (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry we suck next review (laughs) yeah five-star review nice uh from robert bruce the title is shut up what are you a moron and the review goes, Brian sounds like Jeff Garland, the dad on the Goldberg show. Yeah. And Larry David's best friend and agent on Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right. The other you know, co-host, I... Dave, is pedestrian with a pedestrian emoji at best. Yep. Listen to it so... anyway. I don't care about their band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care when they go on divergent tangents. Shut up, you morons. 
Speculation and petty with petty preview with a prior. Shut up, you morons. Okay, we're mm-hmm. done here. You morons. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, thank you for the positive review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone that's astute and makes good observations. Mm-hmm. Pedestrian at best. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could if I could make yeah. a a couple comments on that, Dave. One, yeah. uh, that's not the first time I've heard people say that I sound like Jeff Garland. Like I don't hear it. I've looked up him it's, and like yeah, heard him talk. And I I guess I, I don't hear it. People also say I sound like Seth Rogen. I don't understand that either. To me, I just sound like a ridiculous Muppet. Like, right. like I can't. <laughs> I have no concept of how lo- how loud I speak. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm really aware of is that apparently my voice is really deep. Sometimes startle people, mm-hmm. and I have this lisp that I've had since like second grade mm-hmm. that some days makes it sound like I'm drunk, and others days is almost not there at all. So right. I don't know what the hell is going on with my voice, but I'm glad you noticed. Uh, secondly, <laughs> as far as you being pedestrian, uh, I agree. I have seen Dave walk across the street several times mm-hmm. and it is something that he enjoys. So uh, again, thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll try to be less morons. Was he calling us morons or was he mocking people that complain? I was a little lost in the, uh, you oh. know what? I'm going to get, I don't maybe may, maybe because there was the the one review that said I don't want to say they're morons but they're morons. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is mocking other reviewers or telling mm-hmm. us. Either way, you're uh, you're right, and I agree. And that that was all part of one review, correct? Yeah, that was all one okay. review. So if I may, I'm going to give his review three and a half stars because mm. he didn't exactly make it clear <laughs> what, <laughs> what he was talking about, but he definitely got credit for the fact that you definitely used a crosswalk at appropriate times, and my voice is sultry and chocolatey. Right. Indeed. <laughs> More right, like next, dark, next. Cho- dark chocolatey because that <laughs> shit makes me want to puke. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Moving on. Next. So if we can talk about my voice for a second, no. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the last review is the longest review. I'm going to read it in its entirety. Here we go. I I don't know if this is sarcasm or not. I really hope it is. First, how many stars is this? Two. Nice. Yes. Digging it. Okay, cool. By the Erdman. The the what? The Erdman. It's T-H-E-E-R-D-M-A-N. Okay. I'm really hoping it's the old man referencing the fact that we always get his name wrong. Okay. I really hope this is him because if it is, it's so funny. And if not, it's still so funny. <laughs> okay. Ready? If, gonna... if there's if there's one thing I like, it's people's negative opinions of me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, so <laughs> especially especially doing this podcasting thing, because one Dave, have you ever even seen me get any troubled at all if anybody's ever expressed a negative opinion towards me in person? You've no. known me almost 20 years, right? No, not what, really. What is my natural reaction? Usually just to laugh at them or like, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't you say that's fair? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. So when when we get bad reviews online, I know I should totally care, but I find it so amusing. And it, honestly, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like it when people diss us. I find that humorous. Even if, even if they totally. mean it. Uh, it's almost like it's a roast. Like even if they like vehemently yeah. mean it, to me it still makes me chuckle. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready for this two star review. Okay. Yeah. I have listened to about a dozens. Oh, I have listened to about a dozen of your shows. Uh huh. Okay. And to be honest, they are barely entertaining. Nice. Ellipsis. By the way, that was a dozen of your shows. Ellipsis. And mm-hmm. to be honest, they are barely entertaining. Ellipsis. Mm-hmm. You guys miss a ton of the obvious right. and tend to drift away from topics that there's True. much more that can be talked about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ellipsis, props to you both for doing this for as long as you have. I have a great okay. deal of respect for that. With that right. said, super ellipsis, knocking Citizen Kane is something I cannot look past. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is an amazing movie, Ellipsis. Back when, capitalized, no one was doing any kind of serious creative films outside of Europe. (laughs) There is so much that can be said about the power of Kane, Ellipsis. And you Mm -hmm. blow it off like a sequel to Police Academy. 
<laughs> First off, Police Academy 2 was one of the better sequels to Police Academy. All I'm saying is it, Police Academy 6, Mission to Moscow, or maybe that mm-hmm. was 5, one of the best movies of this or any generation. But And, and also, Police Academy 6 made Police Academy 2 look like Police Academy 4. Right, exactly. 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 All right, continue. Continue. <laughs> also, Ellipsis, yes, mm-hmm. Ellipsis, Rocky Horror is not a great movie, Ellipsis. Mm-hmm. But taken in the spirit for which it was intended, you see that it is a loving homage to multiple film genres, all mixed together with a killer collection of songs. <laughs> it's a loving, it's a loving homage to. <laughs> so it's a loving homage to multiple genres of terrible fucking movies. That's yes, great. <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay, all mixed together with a killer collection of songs. If you mean killer because they fucking kill me because they're so bad, then yes, they are killer, killer songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It, it all it does is for me. All that kills for me is my. All it kills for me is my want to listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> or other movies of that genre, because obviously it's paying homage to movies I would also not like to see. Yeah, I guess apparently there's just this large. <laughs> apparently there's just this large bank of sexually charged, transsexual, transvestite lingerie musicals out there that we're unaware of. <laughs> Okay, I'd really last. like to see who won the last 10 Oscars in that category. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. If you can truly say you don't like Time Warp and at least a half a dozen other great songs, Ellipsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> half a dozen other great songs of that well, movie? Isn't there only like well, half I'm- a dozen songs in the movie and they're all terrible? I'm just saying, I, I definitely like at least half a dozen other songs. Oh, yeah, totally. In fact, I can name off the top of my head half a dozen other songs that I would rather listen to than <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. So. Than Time Warp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's do it again. <clears throat> then I think I am done listening to your, quote, opinions. Good mm-hmm. luck. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you. We will take your good luck, and uh, hopefully it'll bring us some good luck. Exactly. So overall, <laughs> positive review. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Two stars. I like it. Yeah. At least it wasn't one. Yeah. We need more two-star reviews. Actually, in the race of reviews, I mean, five stars leading by a mile. Mm. Um, we're kind of lacking in the, uh, it's either like there's 81 two, five stars. Mm-hmm. There's 14 one stars. Oh, yeah. And then two, three, and four are all under 10. So let's get some more of those two and three star reviews going, people. Come on. Yeah, man. Load it up. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, even, do it. let's, let's even this race out a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of having good ratings. Let's yeah. bring this, let's burn this bitch to the ground. <laughs> you can't all love us. I mean, psh. yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's see how low it can go. <laughs> Although there's plenty of, plenty of love to go around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Thank you, Dave, with the, or, all right. Here's honestly okay. Citizen <laughs> Kane. Citizen Kane is such right. such a great movie. Actually, I have never watched it, so I can't knock it. It's fucking terror. It's so fucking boring, dude. I'm I'm sure back in the I'm sure back in the 1800s, Citizen Kane was probably the height of cinematic achievement. It's almost then, like um, it's like when you're okay. So it's like back in the day. I was actually just watching a film about the first subway. Mm-hmm. And when they were in a motorized vehicle that went 25 miles an hour, they were like scared and excited and whooping and hollering like this is the fastest anyone's ever traveled. Woo! Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what it's like. Like in the 30s, a super slow, boring movie was like crazy exciting because, you know, they didn't have Michael Bay. Right. You know, so we're a little desensitized to it. Right. So well, it's hard to go back. That's like going back in time and being like, oh, you know, the, the, the Model A Ford was like one of the greatest cars of all time. It's like, well, maybe mm-hmm. when it was made, it was. Right, exactly, exactly. But put that thing up against the McLaren and let's see, you know, let's run them. <laughs> right, <laughs> pink slips. <laughs> All right, so that's listener correspondence. Anybody that contacted us on Twitter, Facebook, email, or anything like that, thank you so much. We totally appreciate it. Please make sure to drop by and give us iTunes reviews. If we get 10 reviews, we will release one of the songs for our band, an original song. Yes. An original song. I have it. I, I, I know which one I'm going to release, too, but uh, it'll be great. Dave, does, Dave doesn't even know. I will be surprised, and I'm actually really cool with that. Yeah, okay, cool. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, so 
Episode 406, Aaron Monday. It is titled Dave Pinata. Pinata. Hmm. Pinata. Yeah. So the description of it is while Jimmy daydreams about reconstituting Wexler McGill, Kim sets out to secure her own future. Mike puts a plan in motion for Gus. Okay. Okay. Nacho sits in the dark. <laughs> Which is weird that they threw that on there in the official description. That's great. Really <laughs> I have a weird. feeling they didn't, but I haven't read it, so I'm going to take your word. No, they didn't. They didn't at all. Hector, so, all right. Hector so, so. lays in a hospital bed. Right. Actually, that's <laughs> on. that was on the teaser trailer. I did go watch the teaser, mm-hmm. and it showed like Gus approaching Hector's hospital bed. Ah, gotcha. So, so I I'm, think he's going to pay him a visit. Yeah, so that's probably going to be a super big deal then. If they didn't put it in the description, they wanted it to be a surprise. Right. So yeah, it could be yeah. something with that. Um, mm-hmm. And then other things in the teaser that I got was like Jimmy telling Kim, "I got this job, and I'm kind of on a path." Mm-hmm. Going back to his little meeting at the DA's office. Yeah, he's I think like he's sitting I, there doodling the Wexler McGill logo. But that was right. Cool. I think that's his that's his end mm-hmm. end game is to end up there. Yeah. I I thought when I originally saw that before the Wexler McGill logo when they're actually. When he was taught, when Jimmy was talking about his path that he's currently on, I thought it was. I I feel like it's going to be a scene where he, even though he doesn't have to justify himself to Kim, he he's going to like over justify where yeah. he is in life to Kim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To make himself feel better about himself, it'll probably come in the form of something. She'll ask him about going to the shrink, and he'll justify that he didn't go to the shrink. Because he's got his ducks or, in a row, or he's getting his yeah, ducks or it'll in a be row. like, oh yeah, the the shrinks the shrink helped me out a whole bunch. The shrink really helped me, and uh, I could prove it because you know I got a great job now. I'm on my path, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the meantime, in the meantime, he's just running out the clock until he can reform Wexler McGill. Totally. Well, then somebody there was a thing where he answers the phone and he's like Jimmy McGill, and then the person on the other line's like oh, the lawyer. So maybe this is where yeah. you can start connecting the cell phones with the lawyer and the strip mall mm-hmm. kind of thing. I kind of like yeah. that, if that's where that's going. Yeah. Um, there was a scene with Howard in a dimly lit office. So the Kim securing her future could be maybe she is approaching HHM about some help. Or yeah. securing or her future a- is the whole thing with Jimmy explaining himself is because she's questioning their future and wants to get yeah. that, you know, Pick a pick a lane on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that could go one of both ways. My official prediction: she goes to Howard for help with Mesa Verde. All right. Since she screwed All up right. so bad last episode. Yeah, she well, yeah, like self sabotage. Mm-hmm, it was totally. almost, it was totally self sabotage. Okay, I would say that it would probably be. Um, let's see. Kim sets out to secure her own future. I thought I had an idea. But I didn't, because every time I like try to formulate it really quick in my head, it goes off on something else. Because I, I don't feel like her future is any of those things. So maybe, you know, it, it might just be her, well, she's already out on her own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I honestly don't know. I don't I don't have any, any theories uh, about how Kim would secure her own. It'd be awesome if it was something <laughs> way out of left field. Like, she just right. won... She just won $50,000 a year for life on a scratch-off ticket and just <laughs> left the show. Like the most anticlimactic, anticlimactic ending ever. Like Poochie. It's like, I have to go back to my home planet. And then just, yeah, just <laughs> exit stage left, never to be seen again. Mm. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know where that can that can be going because I, I don't think she'll... Because <laughs> when I say secure, to me, that means that she solidifies... Like the way I keep thinking is that she solidifies something in the episode, right? Because right. she secures it, right? Yes, that going would back be to Jimmy, a synonym for secure would be to solidify. Right. So going going back to Jimmy doesn't secure shit. I feel like there's been too much bad blood between her and Howard, so there's nothing really secure there. And also, she fucked up really bad with Mesa Verde, and it's not like being a public defender is exactly securing her own future. So I feel like she's going to fall into some situation or opportunity through word of mouth and 
and run with that. That's I, I fuck it. I'm my prediction is is going to be that uh, Ed Begley Jr. is going to offer her a job if she takes that job. <laughs> Actually, I'm because, gonna go, I'm gonna go back to one thing. Okay, go finish your thought. Because one thing we need closure on from last season is uh, what the hell did the switch in Jimmy's office do? <laughs> right? This I don't think that a, was the point, Brian. I think was, the this, point was that he flipped it. No. That was the whole the point. point. Is, That's art. No. that No. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Your opinions are correct, incorrect. I, I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up in Scientific Proof magazine, you, <laughs> and your opinions, are, your opinions are incorrect. So that's my prediction. You Googled Kim, Dave's opinions, and they all came up. It was like a thing of Maury, which says, yeah. you know, that the results are in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are incorrect. Um, no, so that's my prediction. She goes to work with uh, Ed Begley Jr. and flips the switch. Okay, well, I'm... <laughs> She also flips the switch so we can finally see what happens with the switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it'll just be like a light bulb in the closet or something like that. So. <laughs> but uh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your theory and you say mm-hmm. about solidifying, well, her relationship with Mesa Verde needs to be solidified. Therefore, she would solidify that with the mm-hmm. Chuck thing. So you just said the, th- the same theory as me. There you go. What about what if she goes into business with Bill? The petty with a prior guy? Yeah. Doing what? Defending pieces of shit like David? No, maybe they'll start their own like <laughs> like white collar, white like white collar law firm. No, I'm gonna Maybe that maybe Bill's down. like, holy shit, she kinda kicked my ass last episode. <laughs> maybe she she's going places. Maybe. Maybe. All yeah. right. Might puts the plan into motion for Gus. I, I don't think they're gonna rehash building the fucking Meth lab. I don't know. Um, there was a scene. Was it the opening scene where he pulls up to Stacy's house and it, it alludes that he had already called her to say he's on the way and uh, kind of apologizes, but not apologizes for calling out um, the liar. Mm-hmm. And she says, "You mean Anita or Stacy?" Stacy. Okay. And then uh-huh. she says that really had an effect on me. And he's like, "I know." And then it kind of fades out. Um, he's like, but I stand by what I said. So I'm wondering if she's starting to think about the whole, like, I'm too hung up on Maddie and I'm not living my life and I need to move on kind of thing. So what, what would his plan in? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with Gus, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good prediction. It's I, it says Mike puts a plan into motion for Gus. I, 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 I'd like to think that may I I like I'm hoping for something different than they build the than them building the I'm gonna say they build the meth lab. That's what it is, the plan in motion. And just okay. something's gonna get in the way or it'll you know, some yeah. hiccup. Mm-hmm. Y- you know it's gonna get built eventually because it's in yeah. breaking bad. But I don't know, man. Are we gonna see Nacho? I know you said that it officially states that he waits in the dark. But um, <laughs> let's speculate. Totally, Who's dark totally, is he waiting in? <laughs> it totally doesn't state that. But I think I think what's going to happen is is Nacho is recovering at his dad's house, and his dad kind of takes care of him and tends to him and gives him the good old father son advice, like, "Hey, dude, you need to uh, watch out for these bad guys." And then the bad guys come knocking on his door, like one of those situations mm. where. Where because the father is involved, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, Nacho has done some pretty hated shit lately, mm-hmm. and he's kind of playing both sides, mm-hmm. right? Totally. So I feel I feel like they'll play it like the heartwarming. Ah, oh, father and son are kind of hashing out their differences because of the extremity of the circumstances of which they currently find themselves in. Oh shit! Who's that knocking at the door? Could it be a menacing figure? And then, <laughs> and then it'll pick back up in four oh seven. That's exactly how I see okay. it going down. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I'm not gonna poke any holes in that theory. I like it. Mm. I am gonna say that when Gus visits Hector, it's just one of those scenes where he just like shows up and kind of looks at him and does the whole like you know I own you or whatever. Yeah. And then nothing really happens. And then he leaves and he just does it mm. just to just for. Uh, what do you call it? Dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, he I talks predict- some shit. Or maybe he monologues because every villain has to monologue at some point. Right. That's a rule. So he monologues to Hector because Hector can't do anything about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess this is where he'll he'll tell Hector that he owns Hector now. Yeah, and he starts to yeah. unveil his evil plan, mm-hmm. which we all know works, like in every show. Right. You know. Which I guess, (laughs) if that happens, I don't know why Gus is so mad at Nacho, because it's not like he went, Nacho didn't almost take his revenge away from him. In a way, Nacho gifted Gus his ability for revenge. Yeah, but it's the thought that counts. And he tried to to steal that revenge, that sweet, sweet revenge that Gus is just like wetting his whistle for over all these years. Yeah. Which he never gets. And I got a text from a friend. I had two friends catch up uh, Mm -hmm. this past week and tell me about it. And one of them, his first thing was like, man, I'm really sad that, like, Hector won. Like, he was rooting for Gus to win. Ah. Uh, well. After watching that, after watching Better Call Saul, he's rooting for Gus to win because they make Hector look like much more of an asshole, I guess, when he can actually right. speak. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll just have to find out Monday. Uh, remember, we will be there as the credits roll. Um, so make sure to check out your, uh, whatever you listen to I, our podcasts on, make sure to check it out. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter at ISGM podcast, Facebook, email, nothing important podcast.com. It's all goodman.com. Uh, feel free, hit us up. We love hearing from you guys. We love the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to call us. Uh, we're cool with it. And, uh, next week we'll have more of a concise episode because we won't be trying to make up of two weeks of not reading listeners correspondence exactly but i really like doing it i really Mm -hmm. enjoy reading the correspondence especially since i don't correspond that much i'm not Mm -hmm. on twitter a whole lot i just kind of like things or maybe make a comment here and there Mm -hmm. so keep doing it though keep keep you know calling us idiots or calling us geniuses that's right (laughs) that's right all right guys we'll talk to you monday after the show dave do we have a closing for a preview with the prior nope that's where i'm gonna put the themes on (laughs) (laughs) 